Good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Southside Beat. My name is Chris Halleck. Uh, joining me today uh, will not be uh, Corey Christen. Uh, that was grammatically correct. Not. Um, Corey Christen will not be joining me today. Uh, he is in Mobile, Alabama at the University of South Alabama covering the Senior Bowl, uh, the Senior Bowl practices. Um, and uh, yeah. We got some news today. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we get into that news, though, I just want to let you guys know, uh, Corey and I talked uh, today. We're gonna we're talking about possibly moving the time for the show um, for the next three days or for the rest of the week, uh, so that Corey can join us. Just because uh, you know Corey's obviously covering practices. Practices are literally going on as we be, uh, and, and plus not just that, but availabilities with players will be going on like as like during this time. So we might be moving it to later in, in the, in the day um, where we have to see uh, about like scheduling call scheduling conflicts, stuff like that. Uh, we're going to try to figure it out. If not, it's going to be solo Chris all week. Uh, so uh, yeah, so th that's a programming alert real quick, but obviously you guys are going to want to talk about it. That's what today's episode is going to be all about. The Steelers are expected to hire Arthur Smith, former head coach of the Falcons, as their next offensive coordinator. Former offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans uh, did that for two seasons. And prior to that, coached for eight years in the Titans organization under various uh, roles. Um, now, obviously, and this is kind of the, the vibe that I've been seeing overall. Chaz says today was not a good day. I have been seeing all, and I have not been on social media that much today because I was literally in the middle of working on my chalk talk, which is going to be up late tonight for tomorrow. Um, and I was in the middle of literally writing about the Arthur Smith portion of my chalk talk because I was going to do another deep dive into more candidates. Thankfully, I did not get to the other ones yet because I would have been all time wasted. Um don't worry, Mike in Texas. I'm going to get to it. <laughs> I'm not going to get too uh, deep into the into the uh, into the in, the weeds on that. Uh, I'm saving that for Chalk Talk. Chalk Talk is going to be a complete breakdown of everything on Arthur Smith's offense, the work that he did in Tennessee, some of the things that we saw in Atlanta, um, pros, cons, how things fit with the Steelers. It's going to be all of that stuff. So believe me, uh, I'm that will be chalk full, <laughs> chalk full of uh, all kinds of stuff on Arthur Smith. Um, but we definitely are going to begin diving into that here in today's show. Um, but overall, like just a little bit of time that I was on social media, I, I mean, not just like disappointment. I understand disappointment. You know, you want, you want it, you want the Steelers to possibly hire a guy like Clint Kubiak or something like that. Clint Kubiak was my personal favorite of, of the potential candidates, you know, down the road, you know, once he would have been a, um, available. But overall, it's been, dare I say, borderline vitriol over this hire. I even saw some people say that this is like a, a slight upgrade over Matt Canada. And that is just outrageous. That is, and, and Spice Creations is right. They, they, they were going to complain no matter what. It's, it's probably true. Um, but, man. Uh yeah, not a high bar. Chris Cushman brings it up here better than Matt Canada. Not a high bar, um, but 
Matt Canada does not deserve to be in the same sentence as Arthur Smith. Let's just let's just let's just get that out of the way now. Okay. This is <laughs> Ben Goodson does make a good point. Social media is poison. It can be very bad. Very it can be a cesspool. Um yeah, and Spice Creations, yeah, follow to say, yeah, it goes to show they don't know what they're talking about. It, it's true. Um, but for some people, in case there are some people, there's 145 people in here right now. <laughs> Sticky P says a wet paper bag would be better than Matt Canada. Um, and uh, yeah, it, listen, this is, it's not a, um, your favorite bar real quick does ask, will there be a new quarterback coach? I would, I would, uh, Assume there would be the coordinator will likely have a, a say in that. Uh, but Mike Sullivan has been interviewing for other positions. Uh, I don't think Mike Sullivan's coming back. Um, so I, I don't anticipate that. So I would anticipate a new quarterbacks coach. Um, so that will obviously have a, have a, an impact. I would even say that just about, you know, when you hire a new off- offensive coordinator, that OC will have somewhat of a say to a point, you know, my, it's still Mike Tomlin's higher at the end of the day. Um, but the OC can have, you know, some influence in, you know, how the rest of the offensive staff plays out. For example, sticky B here says, are the rumors uh, true that much is coming with him? Heard they might be a package deal. I, I don't know for sure. Uh, yeah, I do. I have heard the same rumors that Munchak is interested in returning to the coaching. He hasn't coached since 2021 when he, when he was with the Broncos. Um, Munchak has ties, obviously, to the Steelers and Mike Tomlin because he was offensive line coach for five, five years. Uh, but then, you know, uh, Arthur Smith also coached under Mike Munchak. Um, you know, in, in uh, yeah, so it, it's just uh, there are obvious ties there, right? And so... Uh, Possibly, I don't want to. I don't want to jump. You know, give you any false hope and say, "Oh yeah, that's for sure happening." Um, but it's possible. I'll, I'll put it out there. It's it's possible. But I I would not. Uh, I <laughs> I would not put that in in, in ironclad or anything like that. But um, yeah, <laughs> man said I liked Matt Canada. He had a beard. <laughs> No, listen. Um, yeah, but like, listen, like anybody who's com- comparing like this to like a barely slight upgrade over Matt Canada, that that's just it's nonsense. It's emotional reaction and nothing more. It's not founded at all in truth. Um, listen, Arthur Smith is going to have to answer questions based off of what happened for the past three seasons in Atlanta. I'm not going to deny that. And overall, and I will get to more of my personal views kind of on the surface of this hire. Um, the three years in Atlanta, he's going to have to answer for mainly the highest criticisms is uh, how he handled um, how he handled like skill position players, first round talent, uh, skill position players, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, how he handled, how he handled those guys. Um and uh, you got to kind of wonder, you know, what happened there. Um, but really, really, uh, the difference between being an offensive coordinator and head coach is is pretty different, especially when you're not like, it's not like it's Kyle Shanahan, okay? You know, it's a bit different. And what we saw from Arthur Smith with the Titans in those two seasons um, yeah, black and yellow says he didn't handle them well. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Now let's not, 
let's not be really quick just on the on the Atlanta stuff and and especially Bijan Robinson. Um, let's not pretend that um, Bijan Robinson was completely shut out. He averaged like four. It was brought up by Tone Diggs on Pat McAfee show. He was brought up. He was uh, like four touches less per game than Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's a MVP candidate, offensive player of the year candidate, like best running back in football. It's not like Bijan wasn't getting touches. Now, was it, you know, the best way to utilize him? That's a completely different story, but it's not like he was, he wasn't getting touches. Do, uh, you know, on the surface, I didn't cover the Falcons. I don't know. I'm in the middle of doing my deep diving on this stuff now. Um, But listen, Overall production and everything like that, you know that that's something left to be seen. But in terms of getting the guy touches, that that, that wasn't that wasn't an issue. Um, and Moreno says I'm disappointed. Wanted some young blood with the with new ideas. And listen, the new ideas, the fresh concepts, everything like that. I get that portion of it. But listen, Arthur Smith is not some old hag. All right, he's 41 years old. This will be the youngest coordinator that Mike Tomlin's ever hired. Okay. Um, <laughs> Barber Pat McAfee is a, is a sucker. Only thirty eight seconds in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, McAfee didn't last long, did he? Um, but um, that's Bied makes a really good point here because I was actually thinking more Steelers on this. That's Bied says sometimes guys are better as an OC or as a coordinator than a head coach. Norv Turner comes to mind. Dick LeBeau comes to mind for me. That was the first guy that jumped off the page to me. Whenever I thought about like good coordinator and obviously in LeBeau's case, great coordinator, but good coordinator and just not, a, not a good head coach. Um, it is, it is, it is two completely different jobs, even for guys who are like the guys calling the plays. Now I, I honestly don't know. Again, I'm in the middle of doing all my homework and everything. I don't know if Arthur Smith was the, the guy calling plays in Atlanta. Uh, if somebody else knows, Great answer it for me. I just I, I don't know off the top of my head. I will know, you know obviously throughout the rest of the day when I'm doing all my homework and everything. I'll know, um, but you know, it's it's just it, it is a different thing when you're just an, a coordinator as opposed to when you're a head coach. Your responsibilities all change. You have a whole other side of the ball you do have to think about. No matter whether you like to think about that side of the ball or not, you still have to think about it. You're the head coach. The buck stops with you. You're the guy. Um, that's not the case when you're the offensive coordinator, especially in a, in, a, in a system that he will be in where he's obviously you know answering to Mike Tomlin, who is the head coach, and Mike Tomlin is a defensive-minded coach. Right? So, but... Just because Mike Tomlin's a, a defensive defensive-minded coach doesn't mean he won't be like he won't have like for example when we talk about Arthur Smith's you know how you know his criticism of how he handled certain players and everything like that. Listen, Mike Tomlin's going to be the one at the end of the day saying, "Listen, you got to figure out a way to split Najee Jalen 55-45 or 50-50 or however you want to do it." Najee and Jalen are going to both play. That's not a question. You know, then in terms of that scheme that scheme scheme a way to get them both involved you know include both of them in your system and how you do it um just using that as an example arthur smith doesn't have to worry about the burden of how certain players are handled that's mike tomlin's job as head coach um so 
Yeah. Uh, Teresa, uh, we, we did address this earlier. Uh, she, she asked, if, uh, do we know if uh, he's being uh, bringing Munchak with him? We don't know. It's, it, it's rumors at this point. Um, so we really don't know. Um, yeah, Richard says, Omar needs to tighten up the offensive line and let Smith cook. Offensive line is going to be a big thing. Uh, I do think that they're going to have to upgrade center and tackle. Uh, they're set at guard. Uh, Sam Amalo and Daniels are, are, are a very solid pair at guard. Um, I, I, I do think center and tackle have to be addressed preferably in the draft. Uh, but you know, if you can find a, a good tackle or a good center in free agency at a good price, then do that. Um, but either way, get options for sure. They, they, you know, you get a good solid offensive line. Yes. You know, when we look at now looking more at what Arthur Smith did as offensive coordinator with the Titans, you know, 10th in scoring in 2019, 4th in scoring in 2020. Those are phenomenal marks. I mean, overall, the whole point of an offense is to score points, and they were top 10 and top 5, you know, in, in his two seasons as offensive coordinator. Does does not does not matter, well, they ran the ball this much, they didn't throw it, you know, it doesn't matter, they scored points. They scored points. Um, Rico comes in with a $10 contribution, appreciate that. Um, he said, he asked, am I missing something while the knee jerk hate was he OC and uh, two in Atlanta? Did he have a, a quarterback? You can have all the talent, but without a quarterback doesn't mean squat. There's some, there are different levels to take away from all of that. The knee jerk hate, I think is just because of the failures in Atlanta. I, I do think, you know, that's three years of mishandling talent of, you know, three, seven and 10 seasons that in a very, like very poor division. Um, that's underachieving and there's a reason why he was fired. Um, you will, you will be fired if, if you do the things that ha- if, if everything played out in those three years, there's not a coach that's keeping his job. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so he deserved, he deserved to lose his job. He, he, he just proved he wasn't a good head coach there. So I think people are, are automatically going to jump to that and look at, okay, what have you done for me lately? Because 2019 and 2020 was so long ago. And in a certain way, it is, uh, you know, quite a while ago. <clears throat> but, you know, when you talk about, you know, to, to bring that up back up real quick, you know, said, so did he have a quarterback? In Atlanta, no. Uh, in Tennessee, he helped Ryan Tannehill go from six-year – journey not journeyman because he was with uh miami the whole time but six year of six years of mediocrity to come back player of the year and then another really solid productive efficient season in 2020 i mean 2020 he threw for only for 3800 yards which that's not a lot of yards in today's nfl uh but well over seven yards per attempt 33 touchdowns to seven picks in 2020 starting all 16 games. Um, yeah, wait, hold on a second. Uh, what, I don't know what I said here to, to kind of bring the, this confusion. Is that I respectfully disagree, Chris. It's the fact that Mr. Rooney said publicly that it's Tomlin's call. Uh, yeah, I, I never said that that's not Tomlin's call. It's absolutely 100% Tomlin's hire. It's, yeah, it's Tomlin's hire. I, maybe I said something in my, you know, rambling, in, in, incoherent rambling that I, that gave off some sort of confusion there. If I did, please, uh, you know, clarify it for me. Cause I, I never tried to allude here that, that Rooney was the one who, who made this hire or something like that. Tomlin's the guy who, who made the hire. Um, so 
<laughs> Johnny Rock says trade 14 now. He won't like this. Listen, you know, Ryan Tannehill as as the as the yeah. Ryan Tannehill had two phenomenal seasons. I I mean, really, really, I won't say phenomenal, but really, really good and really efficient seasons. And that's really in that in that type of offense. That's all you need the quarterback to be. You need competent quarterback play. Competent. You don't need to have a star quarterback. Now we talked about it yesterday. I'm st- I, today's hire has not changed my mind. From hey, when you look at the 57 Super Bowls that have been played, 41 of the quarterbacks who have won those Super Bowls are either in the Hall of Fame or will be in the Hall of Fame first ballot. Okay, almost three quarters, almost 75 percent of the Super Bowls that have been won have had a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> this. That's still that like today's hire does not change that. There are ways to win without one. It's just the percentages are are not in your favor at that point. But when you have this type of offense, and you do have to kind of look at look at the trends of the league. Going with a buying fully into a run heavy offense does not mean that you can't compete. If you actually look at what the what the league is doing, defenses have gotten faster, and by doing that, they've had to get smaller, and not just smaller in terms of player size, but also personnel personnel size. A lot of defenses run out of the nickel now, um, like as a base defense, they just run with five defensive backs all the time, uh, or for or for the majority of the time, and so. When that happens, um, you have an opportunity to run against lighter defenses. And so now you're starting to see teams that run the ball very efficiently and very well continuously be in the hunt every single year. And if there's anything we do know about the Steelers is that they want to be in the hunt every single year. And this is a way that you can get that. Now, Art Rooney also did say that they have to have better quarterback play. They just have to. And that's where, what is Arthur Smith? How does Arthur Smith help foster growth in Kenny Pickett? This is a big year for Kenny. Mike Tomlin was very, very emphatic about that. Um, what happens with Kenny in year three? Or who else do they bring in to compete with Kenny? Do they, are they still able to re-sign Mason Rudolph? If I, I would think this, based off of what we saw in the four games from Mason Rudolph, if Arthur Smith can help Ryan Tannehill go from six years of mediocrity to Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, like legitimate Pro Bowl caliber, not Tyler Huntley Pro Bowl caliber, um, I, shoot, man, like I, I think that this it's something that could end up happening. Again, um, Monaga Halo Mike says you need an O line for that. You do, you do, and the Steelers I think have three fifths of a of a very good offensive line. Uh, three fifths, a uh, three fifths of that line is, is is good to go, in my opinion. Sam Wallow and Daniels at guard, and then Broderick Jones on whichever tackle, whichever side you want to put him on at tackle. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I, th- I listen, this isn't my favorite hire. It's not my favorite. Um, I I personally really wanted to to see 
I wanted to see. Let me try. To, one second. I'm I'm reading comments. So my 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 thoughts are all over the place. So I might have to completely reset here. Um. Uh, yeah, reading comments here. B. Phil said uh, a while ago. So the fact that he made Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill look good makes me think positive. And that's the thing is that again, it, when you're looking at when you're looking at what Arthur Smith has done as an offensive coordinator, yes, the running game is obviously a big part of it. But his work with Ryan Tannehill is a is a that can't be completely thrown out here. Just like the three years in Atlanta won't be able to be thrown out either. The, here we go. Okay. I, I remember where I'm getting back on track now. So Arthur Smith wasn't my favorite, you know, candidate here. The way I put it, whenever he was first listed as a, as a, as a candidate and like interview for it, I put it in our Steelers feed on DK Pittsburghsports.com. Anybody who watches big bang theory, you know, knows that sh- the, you know, Sheldon character is uh very much a creature of habit and, you know, has the same thing on, you know, for dinner on, on each night of the week and so, so on and so forth. And he comes up with this new idea to eat his Thursday night dinner on Wednesday or something along those lines. And somebody tells him way to think outside, but pressed right up against the box. And that's kind of the way that I felt about this You're Yeah. You're thinking outside the box with this hire, but not uh, kind of barely outside of it. You're, you're not looking for, you know, a young up and coming guy with new fresh ideas. You're looking for a guy who's on the younger side. He's 41 on the younger side. And uh, has experience, but does come with some baggage. Um, so it's not my favorite. I also kind of wonder, in terms of running the football, and this is like a little peek into what Chalk Talk is going to be about. Just on a like, you know, again in the middle of doing my homework, uh, Arthur Smith's running offenses have been predominantly zone, like heavy, heavy zone and predominantly outside zone. Now that kind of plays, you know, plays, you know, know, right in line with what the Steelers were doing before under Matt Canada, predominantly outside zone team. Najee Harris has been running in in that system for, you know, obviously three years now. Jalen Warren has played in it long enough to know how to, how to run outside zone. Um, But they, that running game really took a big leap forward down the stretch last year, whenever they switched to doing now, not completely abandoning the zone, but switched to doing a little bit more of an even split between zone and then gap man, you know, concepts predominantly duo and uh, power. Najee Harris ate, I mean, feasted when the Steelers ran power down the stretch. I averaged like 5.7 yards a carry or something like that. Um, so I wanted to personally kind of see what Najee was going to do with more man and gap, but overall big picture here, going back to his days at Alabama, Najee Harris has been a better zone runner than gap slash man runner. So maybe under Arthur Smith's system who, you know, he obviously had Derrick Henry big back from Alabama. Najee Harris, big back from Alabama. Not saying that Najee Harris is about to you know about to become Derrick Henry or anything like that, but I'm just saying, man. Like, like it's it's not it's not a bad hire. Like, I, I do not think I, I think anybody who says this is a bad hire really just kind of needs to look at the overall body of work here. Are there questions? Are there concerns? Absolutely, there are. There is baggage. Three years of 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 dare I say malfeasance in Atlanta has to be answered for. 
it has to be. Um, <laughs> Demond Brown says, when you say duo and power, most of the haters have no clue what you're talking about. I know that. Um, duo, uh, just really quick for anybody who doesn't know, if in case you hear that and you don't know, duo is um, creating double teams at the line of scrimmage immediately, and then one guy breaks off of those double teams and hits like guy, you know, guys on the, on the second level. So it's ways to create double teams immediately, and then the running back then it usually goes to the tight end side. The running back will then uh, choose based off of what the linebacker does, you know, what the off ball linebacker does. If he goes outside, the running back goes inside. The linebacker cuts in, you know, stays inside, then he goes to the outside. It's all about reading the linebacker. It actually flows very well with zone because zone is all also about reading which primary attack point to hit. What is the defense selling out for? Do I hit the cutback lane? Do I hit the primary point of attack? Do I cut completely against the 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 uh, defense if they completely oversell to the play side? It all changes. It, it just yeah. Um. Yeah. I, yeah, Mike in Texas says, you know, that's where I am with this hire, Chris. Not, uh, not hating it, but not celebrating it either. Yeah, it's just, um, it, it, it's, it's a lot closer. You know, it's, it, when some people say that, uh, <laughs> Jack. Okay, so Jack, fair question here. Whenever I say this, he says, "What malfeasance? The fact that famous football dorks didn't like the way he used Bijan Robinson. You can't be serious." When I say malfeasance, and I, and I even said, like, dare I say. I say that more in like the reason why he got fired. He got fired for a reason. Uh, the, the team overall failed under, under Arthur Smith. It just did three straight years of seven and 10 in a bad division. You can't do that. I mean, the NFC South compared to the AFC North is like night and day. And you finish seven and 10 both seasons or all three seasons. Like, that that is uh that can't be ignored. So I would say like that malfeasance, but I that is a strong word for it. Um, but I honestly honestly don't think that you. I don't think that you base this hire off of even mostly what he did in Atlanta. You hire it mostly off of what he did in Tennessee, because that's when he was an offensive coordinator. That is what made him a head coaching candidate in just two seasons. I mean, he was, I mean, he fostered and, and, and ran a top 10 and then top five scoring offense with one of the best rushing offenses in the league, got to the AFC championship in 2019 and was 14 points up on Kansas city. before Patrick Mahomes became Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you just, it is what it is, man. Like you, at this point with what the steel, with where the Steelers are, if they made it to the AFC Championship in 2024, nobody's complaining. Nobody. <laughs> nobody's complaining. Doesn't matter how you get there. You get to the AFC Championship game, you're getting you're you got one game away from the Super Bowl. If Arthur Smith can help you do that, why not? And then you trust the Steelers' ability to hopefully stay healthy on the defensive side of the ball. And you know. That's where you kind of hope, you know, you, you know, you have the Mike Tomlin effect gets more out of his players than most people. Um, and that, that's not, an, that's not even debatable with Tomlin. So um, overall, like I said, I, I have questions about how his system might match with what the Steelers have based off of what they were doing well down the stretch. I do think about that. 
I do think that you have to judge this hire more off of what he did as an offensive coordinator in Tennessee more than what he did as a head coach in Atlanta. Um, it's it's apples and oranges, and like somebody somebody pointed out earlier, you've got plenty of op- you got plenty of uh, of examples. North Turner being one, Dick LeBeau being another of coaches who were good coordinators and not good head coaches. Um, and Todd Haley kind of goes along with that too. Good coordinator, didn't make it, didn't do well as a head coach. Steelers hired him as offensive coordinator. Now, granted, Todd Haley had a lot of riches to work with on offense. It's not every day that you have um, a future Hall of Famer. At quarterback, the best receiver in the league, a top three running back, a really good offensive line, and a very good tight end. Um, that's not every day that you have that. So Todd Haley had a lot of riches, but still Todd Haley deserves credit for what that offense did during that time. Um, and uh, But you know, to kind of put this on the other side, Anthony Herman says you know he didn't have a quarterback in Atlanta. Pitts was always injured. When, he, when people say he didn't have a quarterback in Atlanta – People are going to have the same concerns and questions about him not having a quarterback in Pittsburgh. It's just whether you like Kenny or not over the first two seasons, that you just, there's not enough there. There's not enough there to say, yep, he's definitely the guy. Now, year three is a big year. We've seen it here recently. Josh Allen, year one, bull. Year two, Better, but uh, year three explodes. And now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Not saying that's going to happen with Kenny. We didn't see that year one to year two going from to it was just kind of just all the way around. Didn't turn the ball over. Wasn't overly reckless, but didn't score points. Didn't throw touchdowns. So. And there's obviously other concerns with Kenny too. But if Arthur Smith can do it with Brian Tannehill, maybe he can do it with Kenny Pickett. Maybe he can do it with Mason Rudolph if Mason Rudolph comes back. Um, Chris Chin asked a good question. How do you think Arthur Smith will utilize Pat Fryermuth versus Darnell Washington? I think he favored the run, uh, the run blocking uh, out of his tight ends versus pass catching given his coaching history. I do think you'll see a lot more. Uh, you'll continue to see the heavier personnel. Uh, you'll see the 12 personnel. You'll see the 13 personnel uh, based off of Arthur Smith's uh, history. Um, I'm going to get a little bit more into tight ends on, on my chalk talk. So be on the lookout for that uh, tomorrow morning. When you wake up, it will be on the website. Uh, Rico with one more contribution. And then I got to, I got to uh, take off and, and get out of here. Um, Rico with another $10 contribution. Appreciate that. He says, I just, I don't, I, sorry, I just don't get why Atlanta should be a big factor in judging him. Like you said, he was a head coach, not an OC, bad, a bad head coach, which, um, which he wasn't, uh, which was, doesn't mean he suddenly became a bad OC. Let's calm down and give him a chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. And listen, I'm just saying that when you, when you take in, just as I was saying with Thomas Brown, like, the one bad year with the Panthers because the Panthers are the worst run organization in football. You don't just look at that one year as his own only body of work. You have to look at what he did with the Rams prior. And it's the same thing with Arthur Smith. Look at the good years that he was an offensive coordinator in Tennessee. Absolutely great. 
the three years in Atlanta can't be completely thrown out just because he was head coach. He obviously had a major say in what happened on offense. He's the head coach. He can have it, and he's an offensive-minded guy. He absolutely can have a say in what, what happens on offense. So there will be – his three years in Atlanta should be taken into consideration over his overall body of work. But, yes, I do agree that when you're judging this hire, you do have to look more at what he did as an offensive coordinator than what he did as a head coach. Um, so, <clears throat> Anderson Moore. <laughs> Quote, we want somebody who worked with guys like McVay, Shanahan, and LaFleur. Yeah. That's, and that's on it. For all the people who are very upset about this hire, that's pretty much it right there. That kind of sums it up. That pretty much sums it up. He's not coming from the McVay and Shanahan tree, so he's not a guy that they want. Um, so, um, Mark asked real quick, uh, how many guys did they actually interview? Don't think uh, they fast-tracked the situation. Uh, don't you think they fast-tracked the situation a bit? Um, three, formally. Uh, Thomas Brown, who is OC of the Panthers, uh, quarterbacks coach uh, in Houston, uh, Gerard Johnson, and then Arthur Smith. That was it. Um, yeah, possibly fast-tracked it a little bit uh, for sure. Um, I would have really liked to see maybe if Dan Campbell didn't, you know, fumble things in the NFC championship, the Steelers would have at least, you know, had a, had an interview with Clint Kubiak this week. Um, you know, that could have been, um, you know, that could have been a possibility, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they fast tracked it, but you know. I think what the Steelers want, or I think honestly, it probably when, whenever you have a when you have a, a hire happen like that, you know, when there's still other potential candidates out there, that might just go to say how well that interview went, and then blend that with the experience that he has as well. He has experience as an offensive coordinator, that checks a box. He has an experience as a play caller, that checks a box. Overall, like Steelers want to run the football well, Arthur Smith oversaw a very, very good rushing offense in Tennessee. That fits. Helped Ryan Tannehill go from six years of mediocrity to one of the best passers in the AFC during that time. I, that Take those things. Maybe are also a really good interview. But that might have been, been why Art Roney II might have already known yesterday that Tomlin was going to hire him or that was really strongly leaning towards hiring him. So I don't know. Mark says Najee and Jalen will definitely eat. They should. They should. I would think that the, that the Steelers at, at under Arthur Smith, they should be uh, a very very potent running team. Uh, the next step in that they're set at running back. Uh, they've got a really good blocking tight end in Darnell Washington, who who fairly does need to take another step in terms of blocking. There were still overall some growing pains when it came to that, but overall definitely a good basis to work, you know, to work from. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, offensive line is the, is the next step in terms of, okay, re like re fortify that offensive line, hopefully through the draft um, upgrade at center and tackle, and then take that and, and, and go with it. 
Um, but well, that 35 minutes absolutely flew by. <laughs> it absolutely flew by. I knew it would. Um, yeah, it, I mean, listen, I understand, you know, that there are going to be some people who are a little disappointed who might have wanted a, a Shanahan or McVay guy, but I don't think Arthur Smith is, is a terrible hire. I don't think it's a bad hire. I think it's a, it's a decent hire that has the potential for um, a relatively high ceiling, but not like way like he's going to help put them over the top or turn Kenny Pickett into like a, a like a one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't think that. Um, really good question to end, end here with. Teresa asks, Chris, why didn't Omar Khan uh, have a say in this hire? Well, he kind of did. Uh, just like, um, you know, just like any decision that's made, there is in like an inch, like any decision that's made, it's with the three, like the, <laughs> I think about like, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. So like, I think about like God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, like those three guys in Pittsburgh are, are Rooney the second, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan. Like it's those three guys. They're the Godhead in Pittsburgh. And uh, every decision is made. None, none of those three guys, when a decision's made, every all three guys know know what's coming. None of them are going like, "Wow, you made that decision." I didn't know. They all know. But, but Mike Tomlin is still the guy when it comes to hiring coaches and firing coaches. Um, Mike Tomlin is still the guy that ends up making that decision. Omar Khan can, you know, be a part of that conversation. Art Rooney II can be a part of that conversation. But Mike Tomlin's ultimately the guy who is the one who calls Arthur Smith and says, hey, we want to we want to hire you. And may, he's the one who makes that decision. Brent asked who all sat in the interview. That I don't know. And I don't know if anybody's really going to know that. <laughs> the Steelers are pretty, pretty, op- uh, pretty transparent about who makes decisions there. Um, how those decisions get made that that's that's pretty well well hidden um and f- i think for good reason too um not everybody wants to know uh how the sausage is made i'll put it that way um yeah teresa uh, you know said i was asking because Rooney said it was coach t's decision it is i mean it, it ultimately is i mean yes omar khan can give his input art Rooney the second give his input obviously especially Rooney can give his input. It's his team, but he also trusts Mike Tomlin to make that decision to be the one who ultimately decides Arthur Smith is the right guy. That's bad. Bringing up some stuff was Todd Haley coach. These decision or Rooney's or both that goes before I started covering the team. Anything that I say will be speculation or conjecture. I'm not going to pretend to know. I'm just not. Sorry. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, use that as a cop out or anything. I just really don't want to. <laughs> Spy guy. If Kenny stinks halfway through, does Smith get fired? No, he won't. He won't get fired, but Kenny Pickett will get benched. Put it that way. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we'll probably talk more about this tomorrow, but hopefully we will. So keep an eye out on social media or on DKPittsburghSports.com in our feed. If Corey and I can help nail down a time on like that we could possibly switch to, um, we will try to switch for the rest of the week so that Corey can get on here because he's at the senior bowl all week. Uh, we want to get updates from the senior bowl guys who are standing out guys who are being disappointing or who are, who are kind of look disappointing. Um, you know, 
we want to get feedback because that's obviously kind of playing into into this. It's like, okay, they got they got their offensive coordinator now. Now, what about offensive line? What about center? What about uh, you know tackle? Anybody else who's who's uh, you know standing out in mobile? Uh, we want to get we want to get that feedback. We want to get it on the show. Uh, we don't want to have to necessarily wait until next week. So if we can figure that out, um, <laughs> Demond, dang, dude, I'm taking screenshots just in case we have to revisit this in the end of the season. Dang. Um, but yeah, we want to try to get some of that uh, senior bowl stuff uh, on the show this week. Um, so if we can, uh, I'll I'll put it in our feed. I'll put it on social media of like what time we'll be we'll be broadcasting. If not. It's going to be, uh, <laughs> let's get to know Demond. Um, I'll be, um, yeah, I'll be solo all week if we can't find another time. So, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, try to get some sleep tonight. This isn't that bad of a hire. I promise. Uh, I'm, I, I, I am, I am, uh, glad to see that most of the people in here, um, are not nearly as, um, uh, ready to burn the city down <laughs> as, as it was on social media. So, um, that's just funny, man, but, uh, appreciate you guys. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, uh, for being a place that you come to for Steelers talk for Steelers news. Uh, we're going to continue talking about the Arthur Smith hire. Like I said, going to have chalk talk up. Um, that'll be, uh, you know, complete deep dive into what this offense could look like under Arthur Smith. Obviously a lot, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, some conjecture because we don't know what Arthur Smith is going to do with this talent. We can only kind of guess based off of what he's done in the past. So, uh, but still going to take a deep dive into, you know, so that you're a little bit more educated on what he brings to the table. And uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Can't say that enough. Um, catch you guys on the flippity flip. See you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday hump day tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Peace out guys.